Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's like fantasy football. Fantasy football. Fantasy. It's time for One Dude with a Fantasy. Fantasy. One dude with just one fantasy. Okay. Tune in or listen on the Odyssey app. Bo Johnson gives you the latest fantasy football updates, picks, and more to make sure your team is a winner. Look, I don't know what sort of twisted fantasy you've concocted. One dude with a fantasy is on. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Now, here's Bo Johnson. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome to One Dude with a Fantasy. I am that dude. Bo Johnson here in the Kia Studios, high above Peachtree Street, where there are idiots with blinky lights on, blocking the street as we speak. We are an interactive show. Garrett Chapman over there on the other side of the glass. Abe Gordon over there, too. He's not necessarily part of the show, but I'm sure he'll he'll butt in at some point. That's fine, too, though. We love Abe. Uh, 404-726-0929. That is the number to the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. That is also our phone line. We are an interactive show, like I said, so please interact. Give us a shout. I have the text line open. We have the uh, the, the phone line, the call screener open, so give us a shout. You can also reach out on Twitter or IG if you want to DM on IG like my guy Tababi already has. Uh, Tababi reaches out and asks, do I give up on Kyle Pitts? Yes. Um, I don't know necessarily that you want to drop Kyle Pitts, but I cannot start Kyle Pitts on a weekly basis. And as sorry as the tight end landscape in fantasy football is, Kyle Pitts has been garbage. As far as fantasy football goes, elite athlete. But for whatever reason, and you listen to this all five days this week on every show on this radio station, so I'm not going to beat dead horses because that's not what I do. It just hasn't been good. You've got to have better options out there. So depending on what your other options are, look, Kyle Pitts is still going to be good for random good tight end numbers, you know, eight points. He'll find the touchdown at some point. I mean, he'll find the end zone at some point, some more. So you might get lucky. But I would weigh my options, and I would uh, I would explore others. Then he has a follow-up to Bobby Does. Do I play Jamar Chase with how bad – Burrow has been, or a beat-up Debo Samuel. Wow. So, if Debo plays, I'm probably going Debo. But, look, we can't just give up on Jamar Chase. This is a very winnable game that they have this week due to the Cincinnati Bengals. This is actually a game versus the Arizona Cardinals that they don't have the best pass defense in the world. You may hear Joe Burrow later in Fire and Ice. But I still believe Joe Burrow is hurt. But Jamar Chase is not. 
especially after the F-bomb that he dropped in the locker room, I'm always effing open. You know about that squeaky wheel gets the grease thing. So Jamar Chase, elite wide receiver. Don't give up on him just yet. Debo's a fine play too, but there's also that Ayuk and that McCaffrey factor over there in San Francisco. So Jamar Chase I'm not giving up on, but I'm not necessarily the big fan of starting Joe Burrow. So a philosophical fantasy football question here for you real fast, or not really a question. Just picture this. You work all week putting together the perfect fantasy football roster. You listen to one dude with a fantasy. You listen to 99 The Game and all the day parts because we talk fantasy football. We talk real football. They do go hand in hand. All week, you've opened up your app three times a day. Now comes Sunday. You're excited because you're projected to beat your opponent by 10 points. We all know about projected scores, projected schmected. You watch football all day Sunday. You, you went through Thursday night football on Thursday. You're sitting there with the boys or your family, your kids, watching football all day Sunday. You're looking good. Sunday night football finishes, and you're up by 15 points going into Monday night football. And all your opponent has is the Seattle Seahawks defense. Monday night football comes along. And three hours later, after Seattle gets 11 sacks, two interceptions, one fumble recovery, and one touchdown, they put up 30 points and you lose by 15. If that's not the most gut-wrenching, heart-aching thing that happened in fantasy football that there is, I don't know what to tell you. It absolutely sucks. This is second worst only to having a similar situation happen and lose to their kicker. So let me just give you one little piece of advice. If you think that's fun, that a defense can put up 30 points, then there may be something wrong with you. You may be a beginner at fantasy football. No offense. That's not fun. It's team defense. It takes like 11 dudes to put up all those 30 points, and your quarterback put up 25 to put you up by 15 on the week. How fair is that, that just a random defense goes up against a pretty crappy offense and puts up 30 points. Does it happen every week? No. It just sucks when it does. I would recommend you this. IDP fantasy football. Individual defensive players. It's a lot of fun. It gives you a lot more to watch on Sunday because you have more players in the fold. Look, you know who the good defensive players are. Aaron Donald, the Bosa's. You know, start small, Especially if you have like a dynasty introduced, you, there's three levels of fantasy of IDP, individual defensive players, what IDP stands for, if you ever hear me reference it. Defensive line can be a thing. Linebacker can be a thing. Defensive back can be a thing. Or you can break it up into defensive ends and defensive tackles and so forth, so on. Start small. Do one of each position, one of each level. Get rid of individual team defense. It's just a lot more challenging. It's harder, which is why a lot of people think that, hey, I, my day was my week was salvaged by my defense getting 30 points. That's the most random, fluky thing to ever happen in fantasy football. It's 100% luck, 0% skill, just like having kickers in fantasy football. All right, just try it. Individual defensive players. All right, Thursday night football. Wow. That's all I got to say about that one. Bears 40. Commanders 20, Justin Fields 15 for 29, 282 yards, four touchdowns. He also rushed 
11 times for 57 yards. He put up 39.48 points. If I'm not mistaken, that's Justin Fields' highest rush output of the season. So they finally let Justin cook a little bit by saying, hey, we're going to have a couple plan runs in here for you. And uh, then you're going to use your usual talent to get out of trouble. And boy, did he ever. But Justin Fields was not the best story coming out of Thursday Night Football. The best story was DJ Moore having the best game of his career. Eight receptions, 230 yards, three touchdowns. He was a pinky toe away from a fourth touchdown. 49 points. Most of you probably had DJ Moore in your lineup. He hasn't been horrible, although Justin Fields did have a crappy kind of two two first weeks there. DJ Moore had a great week last week. He has a stellar week this week. So unless you're in the position like I was to where you have Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, and DJ Moore on your team, you probably had DJ Moore in your lineup. Me, on the other hand, I saw Amon Ross St. Brown with a little bit better of a matchup this week. I saw Amon Ross St. Brown with more consistent output when it goes from weeks one through four. I made a brave prediction that Amon Ross St. Brown was going to finish his wide receiver one on the season, which could happen. I started Amon Ross St. Brown. A lot of other people would have too. A lot of other people aren't going to have that much depth. This is a league with only six bench spots, no flex, only two wide receiver spots. So I have Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, and DJ Moore on my team. And look, Justin Fields has not been great. Last two weeks, sure, but the first few he hadn't. So I started Amon Ross St. Brown. Crappy part about that is Amon Ross St. Brown might not even play. So now I'm forced with a situation that if Monroe, I'm going to wait till he gets ruled out since waivers have already passed. In most fantasy football leagues, as soon as a player gets ruled out, you can put them into your IR spot and then pick somebody up without having to drop somebody. That's what I'm going to have to do. If Monroe St. Brown is ruled out and it's a 1 o'clock game, thankfully it's not a Sunday night or Monday night game. 1 o'clock game, I've got plenty of time. If Monroe St. Brown is ruled out, I'm going to put him in my IR spot, pick up whatever's out there, and I got some work to do ahead of me because Justin Fields was uh, on the other team. So good for you if you had DJ Moore. or both these players startable every week? I'm going to sit here and say, yeah, Justin Fields has worked his way up to like quarterback eight on the season. Now that is with the extra game. But Justin Fields is going to end up paying off what, where you drafted him. He was drafted as like quarterback six. That's probably where he's going to end up at the end of the fantasy football season. So, yeah, start Justin Fields. Look. Justin Fields is valuable just like Anthony Richardson has been because he uses his legs. Rushing yards for a quarterback trumps air yards every time. I mean, you get more points per rushing yard. So 100 rushing yards is worth more than 200 passing yards. So, yeah, start Justin Fields, and, yeah, start DJ Moore. We're into bye weeks now. we got four teams on a bye this week alone. There is going to be a week, I think, where we probably have six teams on a bye, although with the 17 weeks or 17-game schedule, I'm not sure if that's a thing anymore. But either way, four teams is huge. Yeah, roll DJ Moore out there. And unless you're in a situation like mine where I had Tyree Kill and Amon Ross St. Brown and I'm only starting two of those guys, you probably have to start DJ Moore every week. So congratulations there. As far as the rest of Thursday Night Football, Khalil Herbert, 10 rushes for 76 yards. Left game with an ankle sprain. He only gets you 7.6 yards. And then Roshan Johnson, who I was high on in the preseason, leaves this game with a concussion as well. So keep your eye peeled on the uh, Chicago 
running backs, not a great start. Either one of them are, unless you have a good matchup. Brian Robinson, very disappointed. I told you not to start him last week. Six rushes for 10 yards, four receptions for 33 yards. Terry McLaurin also told you not to start him. Four for 49. Logan Thomas, nine receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown, 21.7 points, kind of the, uh, the unsung hero of Thursday Night Football. I've been holding on for the Logan Thomas for three years through his ACLs and his his calves and his all his injuries. Can't stay on the field. Great athlete, though. He's 29 years old, if I'm not mistaken. I finally dropped Logan Thomas from all my dynasty teams this year, and look at Logan Thomas shine. So, yeah, pick you up some Logan Thomas. It looks like he's going to be used by Sam Howell in this Washington Commanders offense. Pick you up some Logan Thomas. He's a bucket guy as far as tight ends go. There's three good ones, and they're all in a bucket. So, as after last week, he kind of floats to the top of the bucket. Only other transaction story we're going to get to real fast. The Dolphins trade for Clay Chapel. How you can be a piece of garbage in the NFL and be on your third team in three years – and then end up on a better team blows my mind. You could say that he got upgraded when he was traded to Chicago. You might say no, but whatever. He was like the third wide receiver on the Steelers. He went to being the two wide receiver last year on the Bears. They didn't have DJ Moore yet. How can you be a piece of garbage and keep getting upgraded at life? Chase Claypool's in a situation that he could be fantasy relevant as long as he does not a, be a piece of garbage for here to you know the end of the season. He could end up working his way into the third wide receiver spot in the Miami Dolphins, one of the fastest, highest productive teams in the NFL. So I'm not starting Chase Claypool until he shows me something so that he can even make it on the field. He is worth a bench stash, though. All right, when we come back, injury report, fire and ice. That's all coming up next. Uh, this is the uh, one dude with a fantasy on Sports Radio 99 game in the Odyssey yeah. One dude with a fantasy. It's cool. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. It's a whole channel dedicated to nothing but fantasy. It's awesome. It's like a fantasy football. Fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy, football, fantasy, 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 football, fantasy. If you like football, then you like fantasy. You like football. Fantasy, football, fantasy. Sports Radio, 99 The Game. Yeah. Welcome back to One Dude <laughs> with a Fantasy. I am that dude. This is Bo Johnson, Garrett Chapman yeah. on the other side of the glass. Abe Gordon be giving, giving me crap uh, during the break wearing the same shirt that I was wearing yesterday. Work. Yes, I'm doing that. I literally put, pushed buttons for five hours yesterday, six hours, and then uh, went home and hung out with my daughter. And then I have softball practice after this, so I'm not going to dirty up a shirt for three hours for you people. There you go. Welcome back. We are an interactive fantasy football show. Give us a shout, 404-726-0929. That is our phone line. That is also the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. I would love to know what was going on last night, I guess on the Chuckery show, what they were talking about. Now, Chuckery will get into slide into some pop culture, and that, that I love about him. It looks like they were talking about movies, but I have a guy on the text line quoting The Dark Knight Rises, Bane more specifically. So, I don't know. Just seems pretty cool. Uh, I have a, another message from the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line from the 678. Yo, Bo, I didn't realize your fantasy football show was on Saturday mornings. It is. One dude with a fantasy every Saturday morning from 7 to 8. Maybe on a little bit later when Falcons start doing goofy stuff like bye weeks or whatever, but stay tuned for that. And I am bartending at the Braves playoff game tonight. 
Braves-Phillies, 6.07 first pitch. Gates open at 3 o'clock. 4, 5, 6, 3. 3 o'clock on Saturdays. Gates open at 4 o'clock on Monday. 3 o'clock today. Be there or be square. Look, standing room only might still be available, but I doubt it. But the battery is going to be chock full of people, too. So get down to the battery. Cheer on our Bravos as we dominate the Philadelphia Phillies. Come get some. But like I said, we are an interactive TV, I mean, uh, television, uh, no, radio show? We are. Sorry. Get ahead of myself. Too much caffeine in the morning. That's fine. We are interactive. Get in touch with us. Give us a text, 404-726-0929, or give us a call. GChap is over there manning the phone lines. GChap ATL is where you can find him on Twitter. I'm at Jedi Sports Radio. You can get in touch with us that way as well. The injury report. So here's a big question for folks. It was very, Amon Ross. So Amon Ross St. Brown does not practice. He is listed officially as doubtful for the game on Sunday, so he's probably not going to play. So here's what you do if you have Amon Ross St. Brown. Sam Laporta is going to be the biggest benefactor of Amon Ross St. Brown not playing. It would not surprise me if Sam Laporta is still available in a wide number of leagues just because people aren't that good with and Yahoo. Well, he's 94% rostered at this point in Yahoo leagues. I don't know what it is on ESPN. That doesn't matter. If he's out there, get him. Josh Reynolds is going to be the number two benefactor, so he won't hurt you as well. I'm hoping for a miracle in Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, plays. Doesn't look like he's going to, though, so you might need to pivot. Also, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup practiced this week. So you might be asking yourself, what do I do with these two guys if they play? Well, let's start with Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor still does not have a new contract. He was recently elevated from the PUP list. They have 21 days to actively or put him on the active roster. He did practice in full this week. He came out this week when he talked to the press and said that the contract was in the preseason. This is the regular season. I don't know if that means I don't have my contract yet, so I'm not interested in playing, or if that means I'm going to go ahead and play so I don't lose game checks. If I'm Jonathan Taylor, it's going to be the latter. I'm going to play. You need to have trade value if you're wanting a trade. He could still get traded to another team. He may play this week. My piece of advice about Jonathan Taylor, and it's not likely that he plays this week. Jonathan Taylor plays this week. You play him. Jonathan Taylor does not play this week. Zach Moss is fine, but if Jonathan Taylor plays, Zach Moss is not necessarily fine. Jonathan Taylor is twice the running back that Zach Moss is. And even if it's a timeshare, 50-50 right down the middle, give me some of Jonathan Taylor and what he can do with the ball with, say, 10 carries. He'll still catch the ball out of the backfield, we expect, too. So, not likely that he's going to play, but if Jonathan Taylor does play, you play him. Cooper Cup more than likely will play, as teased by Sean McVay this week. So, what do you do with Cooper Cup if he plays? Better yet, what do you do with Puka Nakua if Cooper Cup plays? If Cooper Cup plays, you play Cooper Cup. He's Cooper Cup. You likely drafted him in the first round. I warned you, advised you against that because of these injuries that may crop up, but let's assume that he's 100% healthy. The Rams know how to deal with injuries. Sean McVay is very forthcoming when it comes with injuries as well. That's why we love him in the fantasy football community. Sean McVay says he's going to play. He's probably going to play, and he's probably going to play at a near 100% because they're not going to throw him out there unless he's ready. Puka Nakua has a lot to do with that. Cooper Cup plays, you play him. Even if he only has five or six catches or even seven or eight targets for four catches, what he does with those is going to be enough to make him a worthy flex play. You're looking at like 12 points to be a good flex play. 
All right, if he scores a touchdown and gets you 16 points, well, there you have it. That might be the start of the week. But it's an obvious play if Cooper Cup plays. What do you do with Puka Nakua if Cooper Cup plays? Well, you play Cooper, you play Puka Nakua. This offense, this same very offense, has had success with multiple wide receivers in the past. Cooper Cup, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods. Both have been productive wide receivers in the past in fantasy football. Now, Puka Nakua moves from the sit it and forget it wide receiver one conversation to the wide receiver two conversation. So it very very well might be a situation where I have, oh, I don't know, DJ Moore and Puka Nakua on my bench. That's going to be a conversation for you. Moving forward, I would probably obviously go with DJ Moore. Or you may have Puka Nakua and a lot of other wide receivers. It's going to come into play where he's not the set it and forget it guy anymore, but he's totally safe to play as a wide receiver two or flex play. All right? Don't think that he's just going to be derailed if Cooper Cup comes into play here. Cooper Cup, wide receiver one conversation as early as next week. If he plays this week, look at him as a wide receiver two. You can look at both of them as a wide receiver two. Cooper Cup, definitely in the wide receiver one conversation next week. Puka Nakua, definitely in the wide receiver two conversation next week. He's done enough to where he's not just going to be forgotten in this offense. Running down the injury report. As far as back to the Detroit Lions real fast, uh, Josh Reynolds was questionable. He did practice in full on Friday. Jamison Williams has not been injured. He has been suspended. He is questionable. I don't know that I would start Jamison Williams this week, although he might be out there running some routes if Amon Ross St. Brown does not play. If Josh Reynolds, for whatever, misses this game and Jamison Williams is out there with Khalil Raymond or whomever they have, then by all means play him. But – uh. Hold off this week on Jamison Williams. Next week, we'll reconsider this. He'll probably end up being a you know worthy flex play. They need somebody that can stretch the field. Marvin Jones is getting a little bit old. That guy could be Jamison Williams. And um, Jameer Gibbs popped up on the injury report for the Detroit Lions on Friday. You never like when a player ends up on the injury report on Friday because they have very little time to get well. Uh, I don't know exactly what the injury was. That was not listed. It just says that he's questionable. So pay attention to that. If Jameer Gibbs plays, you can put him in your flex spot and not have to worry, but he may not. Odell Beckham Jr. limited in practice this week. He's probably going to play. He's a worthy flex play. You know, we still like uh, Zay Flowers on that offense as the number one pass catcher, though, next to um, the tight end over there, um, whatever his name is. Uh, Deshaun Watson already ruled out. Not going to play this week. Uh, find other options. Javante Williams with the Denver Broncos. I've warned you against Javante Williams this season. He is questionable with a quad. He did practice in full on Friday. I want nothing to do with Samaj P. Ryan. Khalil McLaughlin, the guy that came in when Javante Williams left the game last week, showed some, some hope. Uh, if Javante Williams is active, I'm not really interested in starting any of these guys. If I absolutely have to, it would be McLaughlin over Samaj P. Ryan just because he did show some little little bit of burst last week. Christian Watson and Aaron Jones, both limited on Friday, both listed as questionable, likely going to be game-time decisions for the Packers this week. Zay Jones uh, for the London Jaguars, questionable as of Friday. Devontae Adams, no practice on Friday. Pay attention to this one. Jacoby Myers is going to be a wide receiver one if Javante Adams does sit. That is a shoulder injury. He is listed as questionable. Ramondre Stevenson, limited this week with a thigh injury. He is listed as questionable as well. Saquon, limited as well. Practiced on Friday. If you have Saquon and Matt Breida, Matt Breida is a fine play for you if Saquon doesn't play. It is a 
significant downgrade, though, and if you have other options, it's not like Matt Breida is a set-it-and-forget-it handcuff to Saquon Barkley. DJ Reed is out for the Green Bay Packers. He is a defensive back, so unless you play IDP, that won't matter much to you. But the Denver Broncos have two pass catchers that are not great plays this week. You may hear from those in fire and ice because of this Jets secondary. DJ Reed is cornerback number two, so he's not playing, so that might make Cortland Sutton startable. Pat Fryermuth out with a hammy. Eli Mitchell out with a knee injury for the San Francisco 49ers. So look at there. We get more touches for Christian McCaffrey. Oh, way. Oh, yay. Uh, and then Geno Smith, questionable with a knee. He should be fine. He, uh, he injured his knee in that Monday night football defensive debacle. Pete Carroll comes out and says that he should be fine. We only got about two minutes left in the segment, but Garrett, let's go ahead and fire up some fire and ice. Now it's time for fire and ice. Which players are on fire? Which players you should put on ice? On one dude with a fantasy sports radio, 92, nine, the game. Oh, you're so icy this week. Look, man, Joe Burrow's got me worried. Joe Burrow, I am icing this week, assuming I have a better option. And I've got some better options for you. Look, all these guys that I'm going to give you as better options, I would play over Joe Burrow. He does not have a bad matchup this week. This is not a matchup-related ice. But I'm icing Joe Burrow. Look, he only has one game with double-digit points. It's been four games. That's 25% of the season. All right? The calf is still bothering him, clearly. He's only thrown for two touchdowns this season. The calf is still bothering him, clearly. They are playing the Arizona Cardinals. Are the Arizona Cardinals a threat? No, they're not. I just don't like what I've seen out of Joe Burrow this season. So if you had you at Anthony Richardson, that one's quite obvious. But if you have another quarterback, I would consider it. I'm definitely lowering my expectations, and I'm definitely not paying whatever Joe Burrow costs in DFS. Another ice play for you this week. Now, this one is matchup related. And this guy just haven't, hasn't been able to figure it out this season. That's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. The Bills are the fourth-best defense in the NFL. They're only giving up 170 yards total, not pass yards per game, total offensive yards. The Bills are only giving up 170 yards a game. The only game that Trevor Lawrence has with over 20 points, it's only been one this entire season, was against the Colts. The Bills are a much more formidable defense than the Colts. The Bills are also, the Bills have also, this is a fun nugget. The Bills have only given up 30 points to quarterbacks this season. Yes, you heard that correctly. 30 points across four games. The Bills have given up 30 points to quarterbacks. That's what Trevor Lawrence plays. Trevor Lawrence is an ice play. One more for you before we get out of here. I'll bring you the fire plays for quarterbacks on the other side of the break. Dak Prescott, I don't like it. You're playing the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers, look. They have middle-of-the-road pass defense. They give up 218 yards a game. Dak has not scored 20 points in any game this season. He's only gone over 16 points once. And don't forget he had a six-point game that probably lost you your week in week one. I just don't trust Dak Prescott until he shows me some consistency here. We are icing Dak Prescott. Look, lower your expectations. If you don't have a better option, okay, play Dak Prescott. That's as easy as it is. All right? But... If you have a better option, some of you probably do, I'm going to give you three on the other side of this break. Our three fire picks that you probably got all of them off of the waiver wire on. One of them, at least, is probably still available on the waiver wire. I'm going to tell you who those guys are when we get back on the other side of this break. This is one dude with a fantasy on Sports Radio 99 The Game in the Odyssey app. 
It's time for Fire and Ice. Which players are on fire? Which players you should put on ice? On One Dude with a Fantasy. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to One Dude with a Fantasy. That time-honored Game of Thrones theme music. And the sounder that you just heard means that we're on to more fire and ice. A couple of uh, quick ones from the text line here. Look, we got one more segment. Feel free, 404-726-0929. That is the Solemn Brothers Diamond text line. You can also give us a shout on the phone line if you want. Flex position, Debo or Jameer Gibbs? I'm going Debo here. I don't care that it's versus the Dallas Cowboys. Debo gets carries on the ground they find ways to get Debo the ball in space has it been fantastic this season no because of Christian McCaffrey but there's also over on Detroit side that David Montgomery thing now is David Montgomery going to get 33 freaking um, carries every week no but we have a definitive look after last week and, and he's been used this way every week but after last week, we see what Dan Campbell wants to do. As long as they're going to be able to run the ball, they're going to run the ball, and that guy is David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs has been a tad disappointing. He just has not hit it yet. He's done fine for you because they use him in the past game. He's going to get you double-digit points in most weeks. But look, David Montgomery looks makes me nervous as a Jameer Gibbs owner. I have a dynasty where I have both players, and I'm starting both players. So it's not like Jameer Gibbs is unstartable. But give me Debo out of those two, as I just think he's going to get more touches than Gibbs will. And then should I trade Debo for Isaiah Pacheco? I would not unless you're desperate at running back. And that just could be because, look, we got four teams on bye this week. Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, Bucks. There's one, two, three, four-ish running backs, five maybe, that are on bye. So if you need to make that move, make that move. You have to win this week as far as, like, I try not to project week you know multiple weeks in advance unless i'm looking at a defensive stream because they have good matchups coming up something like that and you might even look at future matchups when making a trade too that, that's a smart thing to do but if you're making a trade you need to win this week then make the trade i would not i don't trust the kansas city chiefs running backs any of them pacheco is the one when he's the one but just like their pass catchers somebody has to step up and they spread the ball around too much for me to make the debo for pacheco trade I would consider bringing Pacheco onto my squad. That's just a little expensive as far as I'm concerned. I like I like the, I like the cut of Debo's jib still, even though, let's see here, Debo. Oh, yeah, Debo's been great. He just had a crappy week last week. Got a little banged up. It's going to be all right. Debo's going to bounce back. All right, on to more fire. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, do not trust. Here are three quarterbacks that you may be able to get off the waiver wire right now. Josh Dobbs. Look, beginning of the year, we were like, who is Josh Dobbs and why is he even playing football? He can't even find his own jersey in the store. Josh Dobbs has two points on the season with over 27 points. Joe Burrow only has one game with double-digit points. That's more than 10 He's had 119, he's had two over 27, 119 point game, and all were against better than half the league defenses. Two of those games were San Francisco and Dallas. Cincinnati's a middle of the road defense. 
Dobbs is fifth in total quarterback fantasy points for the last three games, and he has not thrown an interception yet. Is that going to keep up? Probably not. But the other great thing about Josh Dobbs, he has 141 rushing yards and a touchdown. We love quarterbacks that run. Fire Matt Stafford. Stafford hasn't been horrible, hasn't been great. He's been decent. This should be a a high-scoring game versus the Eagles. Um, he's got that Cooper Cup guy that's going to be back. He's got that Puka Nakua guy. You know, a lot of deep, uh, a lot of a few quarterbacks have had success against the Eagles' defense this season. So yeah, fire up Matt Stafford. I would fire Matt Stafford up over Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, or Dak Prescott this week. Should be a shootout. This next one here, he's probably still available on your waiver wire. This is more of a gut call. Okay. If you don't want to trust my gut, that's fine. It's, I mean, and it's not really a gut call. He's going up against the absolute most atrocious defense in the NFL, and that's Zach Wilson. Look, Zach Wilson, admitted or not, outdueled Patrick Mahomes last week. Does that mean Zach Wilson's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes? Of course not, silly. But it happened in prime time. Zach Wilson was a better quarterback last week. Now, he did give the game away by fumbling. That's minus two points. That's all we care about in fantasy football. We don't care who wins or loses. So the Broncos are the worst defense in the NFL at 462 yards a game. They are the third worst defense versus the pass at 286 yards a game. If there's going to be a game, and Zach Wilson was a fantasy football usable guy last week. He played better than Patrick Mahomes on paper. All right? If there's ever going to be a week for Zach Wilson to go off again, it's going to be worse versus the worst defense in the NFL. So fire, I'm firing up some Zach Wilson. I actually have that decision in a league. I'm firing up Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence in a league, and I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm buying on Zach Wilson in in, in uh, DFS as well. All right, on to some wide receivers here. I got four wide receivers. There are two tandems on the same team, and I'm gonna ice them all. All right, the first ones are the wide receivers on the opposite side of Zach Wilson in that same very game. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. All right, you may not be able to completely leave these guys off your roster. All I'm saying, but when it comes to decision-making time, if it's this guy or that guy, I'm picking the other guy versus these guys, if that made sense. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and the only reason is Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed on the other side of the field. The Jets are middle-of-the-road pass defense. They give up 216 air yards a game, so that's all right. They can be had, and I just told you on the uh, earlier, DJ Reed is not playing in this game, so they are left with Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner doesn't necessarily shadow. Sauce Gardner plays on one side of the field. That's usually the left side. That's usually where Cortland Sutton plays. So of the two of those guys, Jerry Judy might be the play if you have to make the decision between Sutton or Judy. But you never know. Maybe Sauce Gardner is not shadowing because DJ Reed has been on the other side. So if Sauce Gardner shadows Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton might be the better play. And we're not going to know this until after the game starts. So if you have to make a decision between the two of them, I guess it's Jerry Judy. He's the better player. Me, I'm looking otherwise. The other two wide receivers that we are icing, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley versus the Bills in London. Just being against the Bills leads you to a significant downgrade on your wide receivers or your quarterbacks. Like I said earlier, They've only given up 30 points to quarterbacks this season. They're very stingy with points versus the wide receiver. They held uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell to 58 yards for Hill, 46 yards for Jalen Waddell last week. That gives you any indication of the Buffalo Bills. Newsflash, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk are not Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. 
All right, even though they lost Trey White for the season with an Achilles injury, does not mean the Bills have stepped off a whole lot. The Bills' defense is great. I'm icing Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and Trevor Lawrence out of this London game very early on Sunday morning. Now, who, might you be saying, should I play? You just gave me four wide receivers that I can't play. Who do I fire up? Fire up Zay Flowers versus the Steelers. Flowers is still the number two pass catcher for the Baltimore Ravens next to Mark Andrews. All right, OBJ's playing, but OBJ's got to show me something. OBJ is a bi-week fill-in at my flex spot until he shows us something. He's probably not going to show us much. All right, Zay Flowers, still the number two guy on the Ravens. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the seventh-worst team versus the pass this season in the NFL. Rashi Rice, I just got done saying how I am not a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs pass catchers and or running backs for that matter. It's going to take one of them to emerge. Rashi Rice is the guy that is emerging. He has not emerged yet. He's by no means a set it and forget it type dude. But as we all saw last week and the week before, the Minnesota Vikings secondary can be had. And if there's a wide receiver that I am going to start off of the Kansas City Chiefs, it's definitely going to be Rashi Rice. Minnesota's the third worst in the league at air yards a game. Bryce Young even had a decent game last week. Thielen, 7 for 76. Terrace Marshall, 9 for 56 last week versus the Minnesota Vikings. So Rashi Rice can do some of that as well. And then Michael Pittman versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans have a great rush defense, pretty crappy secondary. They're 10th in the league at air yards allowed at 242. They have a good rush defense. They may stymie the Indianapolis uh, Colts offense or at least run game. So Michael Pittman versus the Titans should be a pretty good play for you this week. I have another question on the Solomon Brothers diamond text line. Jordan Love versus Trevor Lawrence. Give me Jordan Love there. Look, I keep waiting on Jordan Love to crumble down the fantasy radar, but he has not. He throws an alarming rate of touchdowns versus the number of passes that he completes. It's the only reason why I think Jordan Love at some point is going to fall apart. But he has continued to throw touchdowns. All right, this week I'm taking Jordan Love over Trevor Lawrence because I don't like Trevor Lawrence this week versus the Bills at all. So Jordan Love versus uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, they can definitely be had. They don't have a very good defense themselves, so give me some Jordan Love in that situation. Some wide receiver matchups to avoid in DFS. Devontae Parker is going to draw Jair Alexander in DFS. Look, I'm starting Devontae Adams in weekly. When I say Devontae Parker, I'm in Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson's going to get Largerius Sneed. You're never going to bench Justin Jefferson, but I may not pay the $9,000 that he's going to cost in daily. And then Garrett Wilson's going to get pass or tan. I'm starting Garrett Wilson all day long versus that very crappy defense, but I may not play him in DFS. Some running backs to ice. Panthers running back, whoever that may be. Miles Sanders, if he plays. Definitely Chuba Hubbard if he doesn't. I'm not playing either one of these guys versus the Lions. You may have to in a volume play because you have a lot of play at teams on bye. Look, they are playing, if I'm not mistaken, the Detroit Lions. And here's a newsflash for you. Those Detroit Lions that are going to win this division, make the playoffs, win a playoff game this year. Yeah, you heard it. Best rush defense in the NFL. Better than the 49ers. Detroit Lions have given up 61 yards on the ground per game this season. I'm finding, I'm finding something other than 
a Panthers running back. The Panthers are going to have to throw the ball to keep up with the Detroit Lions. They are coming in banged up a little bit, but I don't think the Detroit Lions are going to have any problem winning this football game today. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren versus the Ravens. Harris had 11.3 points last week. That was his season high. You drafted this guy as a running back two. His season high was 11.3 points last week. Jalen Warren hasn't reached 13 points in any game this week. The Ravens are the seventh best at only 92 rush yards a game. I'm finding other options. If you have them or downgrading decision-making, bye weeks are here. You may not be able to bench either of these guys. I just don't like the matchup. And I'm also icing the Denver Broncos running back. Javante Williams on the injured list, but if he doesn't play, is P. Ryan McLaughlin, I want none of that. They're playing the Jets. They haven't been uh, spectacular versus the run, 148 yards per game. But, look, Javante Williams doesn't look the same this season after the uh, complete knee reconstruction that he had in the offseason. I don't like it. I also don't like the backups this week. All right, P. Ryan hasn't done anything with his opportunities. Uh, McLaughlin looked all right last week, so if it's going to be one of the two of those guys, McLaughlin or P. Ryan, if Javante Williams doesn't play, it's going to be McLaughlin. But uh, I'm finding other options. Who are you going to play, you might be asking me. Who am I going to fire up this week? Real quick, you're going to fire up Brees Hall. I told you at the beginning of the season I'm not a huge fan of the coming back from ACL guys. I'm still not. Brees Hall, though, Robert Sala says that he uh, is coming into this game with zero restrictions. He looked good in week one. He's looked all right since then. Brees Hall against the worst defense in the NFL. Um, if, if, you, if you have to, if Saquon doesn't play, Matt Breida should be fine. Pittsburgh's the fourth, first, uh, fourth worst against the run at 149 yards a game. Should be some opportunity from Breida. I'm not a huge fan, but look, we got four teams on by. And then finally, this should be a decent week for Tyler Algier if you're desperate. Look, Tyler Algier is a backup for the Atlanta Falcons. Look, we have to be treated that way, but versus – in a good situation versus a not good defense, that is the Houston Texans. They give up 177 yards per game on the ground. There should be some work there for Tyler Algier if you get into trouble with your bye weeks. All right, but Tyler Algier, look, he is a backup. You need to play him, play him. Great DFS play this week is Tyler Algier. That's going to do it for me. This has been One Dude with a Fantasy. Don't forget to reach out on Twitter. You can DM me. I am at Jedi Sports Radio on Twitter and IG. Reach out to me on Facebook, uh, whatever you got to do. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. GChap ATL on the Twitter. Thank you very much. On the other side of glass, we're holding us down one more week. We'll see you next week at 7. This has been One Dude with a Fantasy on Sports Radio 99 The Game.